take with the camera, but say. Thank you. 
about Kiri and what Count Hoge is. I am his secret conjugal hermaphrodite. But then, about 100 years ago, we found a solution in nature. My husband, he found Hoge that could use the chromosomes that kill bacteria and antibiotics. Suddenly, we had a powerful superweapon. Antibiotics were so effective that we stopped killing these bacteria and monsters. Only old and weak assemblies were killed by them. We used the antibiotics more and more for less and less serious causes. We learned to stop the monsters and the weather. But bacteria aren't intended to evolve, and one by one, they started to become immune to antibiotics. This continued until we had created what are called superbugs. Bacteria immune to almost every attack. This immunity was spreading across the world as we speak. By 2050, superbugs could kill more humans a year than cancer. The days of the typical viral infection that caused HIV-AIDS or your loved ones are coming back. In the U.S. alone, more than 23,000 people died from resistant bacteria each year. But it turns out that hoses, our tiny killer virus robots, could save us. We could inject them into our bodies to help cure infections. Hold on. How could injecting millions of viruses into an infection be a good idea? Hoses are very, very specialized killers of bacteria. So specialized, in fact, that humans are completely immune to them. We are too different. We encounter billions of cases every day in which bacteria are on average. Antibiotics are an important way, killing everything, even the good bacteria in our intestines that we don't want to harm. Hoses are like Ferris missiles that only attack what they're supposed to. Likewise, if we use hoses to kill bacteria, will bacteria be afraid to defend themselves? Well, it's more complex than that. Hoses evolve too. There has been an arms race to eradicate bacteria for billions of years, and so far, they're going great. This makes hoses smart weapons that are constantly getting better equipped. But even if bacteria were to become immune against our probes, we still need to get through them. It turns out that in order to become resistant to using just a few species like hoses, bacteria have to give up their resistance to antibiotics. We might be able to help them in a catch-22. This has already been successfully tested in a patient who had no other hope left. Bacteria Pseudomonas aeruginosa, one of the most feared bacteria, infected the man's chest cavity. They are naturally resistant to most antibiotics and can even survive an alcoholic hamster. After years of suffering, a few thousand hoses were injected inserted into his chest cavity together with antibiotics the bacteria were immune to. After a few weeks, the infection had completely disappeared. Unfortunately, this treatment is still experimental, and pharma companies are still reluctant to invest the necessary billions in a treatment that has no official approval yet. But things are finally changing. In 2016, Project Age 40 trials first began, and hoses are getting more and more attention. And we better get used to it, because the era in which antibiotics have been a super weapon is drawing to a close. It might be a weird concept, but injecting the deadliest being on planet Earth directly into our bodies could save millions of lives.
this day he imprints his Don Quixote to a soul never seen before after the Divine Fabrications. However, the slowly transitioning Peter Motors and Oscar Lecky have been present for the grand arrival of the Quixote. As humanity progresses further, it rejoices further than before, as much as we will likely gain complete control of our past legitimacies. At that stage, we'll probably begin to look backwards for new places to expand into. But space takes time, and establishing a material human presence in the solar system will require powerful lots of energy. Luckily, we know where to find it. The Sun, the ultimate source of energy. Our furnace and 120 times more powerful than our most efficient nuclear reactor. It shines like an army of October nuclear bombs per second. So how do we get this energy? Not sunnily, orderly.
really attempting to build upon Jung's pursuing setup, taking account of the unique point in Jung's insight that has an enormous amount of energy. For example, if we used all the fossil fuels and uranium here, and we worked up to the city, we could only launch as much mass as we inject into Paris. A rather meager accomplishment compared to what it would take to defend the city. To get the energy needed to build the Eiffel Tower, it's almost as if we're going to need the Paris Metro Development Board. But that's not how it came about, but to explain its purpose to Mercury, Sophie sets a winner. She wins an expensive looking panel and a very sensitive camera lens. Sophie doesn't have to wait for the camera to spot her. Ideally, we'd have a small crew of controllers who oversee an army of tiny machines doing the actual work. There are four major pieces of kit needed for Paris. Solar panels, mirrors, reformers, and laser filters. The solar panels are going to give out energy we need to light the city on fire. To start with, though, we prefer something like one square kilometer of them, whether it's mirrors or our traditional solar panels. Mirrors are going to be added to one of the mines, which sit behind the surface of the panel, and our reformers detect possible valuable elements and fabricate them into our flooring satellites. To get them into space, we need a vibrating energy efficient solution. Rockets are too expensive and difficult to deorbit and reproduce. Instead, we're going to use a sort of dome. A dome of electromagnetic track which launches our satellites at different times. Our flooring satellites will be packed full of current, transferring the enormous origami mass in orbit. From this point, we can take advantage of our centripetal weight, using the energy of the existing parts of the swarm to build more of the structure on Mercury and launch new panels faster and faster. Each panel provides the energy to build another, then the three work together to build the next panel. Four become eight, eight become sixteen, and so on. Within just about six to seven hours, the satellites are completely surrounded by solar panels. And to speed up the equipment, if instead the mirror solar panels had been hand built, they could be run to a dome. Then the panels would change from the surface by compressing to form a dome like pyramid. Even collecting 1% of the sun's energy is an unbelievable challenge in our species' energy budget. We could theoretically dispense with the human race through unlimited amounts of energy around the solar system for all sorts of planets. Colonies on other worlds, terraforming planets, constructing more megastructures, or even travelling to other stars. It could be the start of an endless summer civilization. Based on physics alone, this is not just possible, but natural. It's such a simple process and such a necessary step for any species to expand beyond their home planet that many astronomers think there are probably galaxy scores already out there in the Milky Way. Is that spotted enough? Is it adequately there? It's far from certain that humanity will ever get to that point. Our attention is too often focused on short-term tangible gains and profits that will not matter in the long run. But if we survive the challenges we set ourselves, we could potentially become the first species in the universe to bridge a structure with the scope of a star. If we do it, the only limitation left will be our own imagination. <laughs>